Hey everyone, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software firm based out of Virginia. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I am happy to be here with Crystal Vernea, founder of Simply She and CEO of both Cirque Central as well as Divas and Dolls Fitness. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me on the show. <laughs> yes, thanks for your time. I'm excited to learn more about you and your businesses. So... To get us started, can you give us a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up doing what you do today? And then we can dive into each business specifically. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, so I have been an entrepreneur since about the age of 16, actually. Um, I started out with an eBay store uh, selling like designer and vintage handbags. Uh, this was when like before, it's like the eBay craze, I think is when I like started. Um I, it went well, but my mom was not happy that I, you know, opened an eBay store without her permission. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do that uh, for the long haul. Um, but um, I actually have an engineering degree, so I went to school for engineering um, and computer science. Um, and it was kind of like in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, in 2014, I uh, started up my studio, and then. Um, I've kind of been building uh, my businesses ever since then, but in my in my consulting business, simply she or simply Slay Hard every day, I um, teach entrepreneurs how to monetize their expertise and create multiple income streams. Okay, amazing. Um, I love that that history you just gave me. Um, <laughs> I always find it awesome when entrepreneurs know from the beginning that that they were going to be entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, and it's awesome to hear you've put that into action. It's it's amazing. So can you tell me a little bit uh, about Simply She, uh, Cirque Central, and Divas and Dolls Fitness? Yeah, I'll start with Simply She. Um, so Simply She is my business coaching and consulting firm slash agency um, where basically we work with other coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors. Um, pretty much anyone wants to build an online brand in the coaching side um, to help them build like a premium million dollar brand with like multi offers. So we teach them how to create everything from low ticket to high ticket offers, but also include the systems behind what makes all of that work and create something that's profitable and sustainable um, for that person. On the consulting side, I do business consulting, um, mainly with folks who probably would be traditional brick and mortar businesses and in the government contracting space. So for entrepreneurs interested in getting uh, winning federal government contracts, um, I teach them how to do that and or I act as their program and project manager. So if they need someone to write their proposal um, to stand up the the teams when they get a contract. My, uh, myself and my team will you know act on their behalf and become an extension of their company. Um, Divas and Dolls Fitness is my uh, fitness studio. Uh, pole and Central Dance Studio. So we do pole dancing and aerial arts there. Um, we're turning 10 next year. And we also do traditional fitness as well. Um, and that's kind of like how I got my start in the brick and mortar space. And Cirque Central is a sister brand to my studio. So that is more um, akin to like Circus Olay. So if you're familiar with Circus Olay, um, we do Lyra, we do Acro Chair, we do Silks bringing aerial arts to um, to that community. And um, I love it. So those are those are my three businesses. Amazing. I love to hear that. Uh, so diverse as well. Um, 
Which one would you say is your mainstream of income? Um, so Divas and Dolls is actually my mainstream of income right now, uh, where simply she is coming uh, very close. <laughs> so uh, we've I've been working to build that business here for the last few years. Okay, awesome. Um, and can you run me through your overall business strategy for Simply She? Yeah, so um, I have basically two sides or to my business, but a lot of different revenue streams, and which is one one of the things that I teach. So for the main part of Simply She is based upon a multiple offer strategy, meaning we have or we serve people with a value ladder. So there's uh, there's something free. So if you want to get to know our brand and what we're about, you would, um, you know, consume the free thing or join our free community. Um, then we have a low ticket offer, something that's, you know, um, typically between the twenty seven to sixty seven dollars to just try us out, to learn like one simple thing that you can quickly implement. Um, and then we have a mid ticket strategy where it's like either a self-paced course or maybe an in-person workshop. And that can range to a couple hundred to a couple of thousand dollars. And then we have a high ticket program where folks can work closer with me and my team of coaches. Um, and that's, you know, in the five figures in terms of what that would cost to work with us. Um, and we just serve people at different levels and where they are. But ultimately, we're building a community um, around the business that um, basically helps people to grow, uh, grow their businesses and just become uh, more efficient CEOs. Okay, amazing. I love that. And how have you adapted over the last couple of years uh, to changes globally, uh, especially with your fitness studios? Because obviously, mm -hmm. with the pandemic, we weren't allowed to be in those spaces. Salvia, how did you adapt to that? Um, I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, so my studio was closed for about like four and a half months with COVID, at the height of COVID. We did have, we were lucky to be able to open back up. Um, and I think one of the things or one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about multi-offers and multi-revenue streams is for that reason, because the unexpected always happens. And sometimes you do lose a revenue stream, like one that you didn't see coming. Um, and COVID was a good example of that. Um, and so looking more into the online space and other ways to diversify your income has become increasingly important. And so that's one of the main things that I teach is like, don't get stuck on just earning from this one product or this one service. Um, it's really important to always be thinking about ways that you can increase your income, but diversify so that you're not dependent on one client. So this is very very important for us who serve clients that are high ticket or you have large contracts. Don't get dependent on one client. Think of ways that you can have multiple streams or multiple clients to um, diversify your revenue. Okay, 100%. And on that note, how do you manage your time between your different businesses? Do you like have specific hours for each business or is it all intertwined? Yeah, so time blocking is my best friend. Um, I usually I usually do that time blocking hours, but also days. Like there are some days where I only will focus on one business. Um, you know, like the beginning of the week, I'll structure that for my studio and like kind of get the rest of the week out the way. And then I have like times for appointments blocked off, CEO time or time for me to think or just do nothing if I want to do nothing um, or, you know, or run errands. Um, but I had to like schedule, really schedule out my time and what I'm going to focus on for each business um, really by the week. 
and make sure I just stick to that. And when once the time is up, I move on because you can't get stuck. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, and back to the, how have you adapted to changes? Um, how have you adapted with this whole AI revolution coming into the mainstream? Um, are you may, are you taking advantage of it? Absolutely. Well, first of all, for me, AI is not new. I was doing, I was like coding um, and play, playing around with AI like in, as early as high school. I'm sure it was, it was around before that. But I'm when people were like talking about it, I'm like, guys, like I've, I've known about this. I think all the tech people are kind of like, oh, it's a big <laughs> thing now. Um, but <laughs> absolutely taking advantage of it because the way that we use AI now is not the way I was using it when I was learning about it. Um, and just looking at it as a way to be more efficient and effective in my business, but also create a competitive edge. So not letting AI do all the work, because I don't think that that's, that's the way to go either. But I think there's a way to capitalize on it to make things more efficient. So if it can do a few tasks for you, just like programming, I mean, that's essentially what it is. It's just a smarter, um, a smarter program, right? So I think um, letting who you are be in the driver's seat, but program it to do some tasks or things that you kind of don't need to to think about is what you want to do in your business. Yeah, hundred percent. And with that being said, are there any specific tools that you use, um, except for ChatGPT? Do you have any sp other tools that you use? Uh, yes, I played around with a couple of different things. There's Course AI. There's Copy AI. There's Claude. There's uh, Jasper. There's um, let's see, what else? Uh, repurpose.io has an AI element. Canva has an AI element. Now, I think most of the things that we use in the online space, like either to create content or do video, or they've all added an AI element or they've had it already and they just beefed it up. Um, but those are some of the ones that um, come to mind. I mean, yeah, chat GPT, of course, but there's so many other tools out there. And I actually like Kind of like, oh, um, what's the other thing? Uh, Mid Journey is, is another one of my favorite ones to use, uh, you know, for images and things like that. But um, I think I just make some time sometimes just to look for new tools and see what they do, kind of get a chance to play around with them, see if there's any um, advantage to using them in my business. I encourage those people to do the same. Like, you never know. Yeah, 100%. And do you think there's parts of your business that could be automated? And there's no tool available yet? Um, that's a great question. I think I'm gonna say yes. I think there's always um an uh, like an, an opportunity, I would say, for automation. There's always an opportunity. Of course, I think there's gonna be some things where you just are gonna need a human, no matter what you do, or I would say the best implementation of a process is gonna be with a human involved. But I think, yeah, there's definitely um like you know, billing, um, reviewing invoices, like things like that, where, you know, you can probably program, you know, the computer to to take a look at things and call out things for you. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's always an opportunity and there'll always be new things coming. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And what have been the biggest challenges uh, or obstacles that you've faced within your either of your businesses and how, how have you overcome them? Um, I think the biggest challenge, I know a lot of people would say access to capital, but I think I would take a different round, just say change. Um, I think change is one of the most, it's the, it's the one thing in business and in life that's constant. 
And if you don't um, have good change management skills, you will have a hard time as a CEO and a business owner. Because yes, things will be stable. You'll, you'll grow your business to a certain point. They'll be stable. But with any market, things will change, whether that's a little bit or a lot of it. And um, I think how you handle and adapt change is going to have an effect on your company, your team, your employees. Um, and if you don't handle it well, you'll have a tough time leading people through that. And you'll see wild fluctuation, fluctuation in your business. Um, so for me, I think it's just change and be becoming the CEO I need to be to be able to be more adaptable and flexible. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and w how do you measure the success of your business? Um, obviously, excluding revenue. What, what are the KPIs that you use to measure your success? Um, so, yeah, and excluding revenue, definitely um, I do a lot of um, customer or client KPI. So, like, client feedback is very, very important to me and how my clients feel about the business. Would they recommend us? Um, and then also um, the client experience and also, like, uh, their their effectiveness with what I'm coaching or teaching. So like, let's say I'm teaching some type of a concept or they're working with me and they only make it 50% and 50% is a drop off rate, then it's going to be okay. How do I get them to 75 or how do I get them to 90? Um, I want to be better than what the industry standard is. Of course, when it comes to course completion or someone grasping some type of a concept or making a certain revenue marker. So um, for me, I do base a lot of my KPIs on um, my clients. And, um, if you look at other, other things, it could just be whatever the service or, um, or product is, I typically will make custom KPIs a lot. So I'll do KPIs by service. Um, you know, and in the online space, a product is typically a service. So it's like, if I offer this particular thing, how many people bought it? How many people looked at it? Um, what were their results? Did they get back to me with like how they did and how can I best measure that? So, when I'm marketing, I can, you know, of course, you use that in my marketing, um, but I, I prefer to lean toward um, client KPIs the most in addition to revenue. Okay, 100%. And are there any specific uh, metrics that you're looking to improve? Um, I'm always looking to improve. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I would... I'm going to venture to say all of them because I think we can all we can all improve. But of course, revenue is always is at the top of the list. Do better than I did the year before, um, month over month, year over year. Um, I'm a numbers person, so I do look a lot at the year over year spread in terms of like how my business is doing. I look for patterns so that I can predict what my revenue will be. I think um, for me is getting better at that. So if I can say, yep, I know that, you know, in the month, <clears throat> excuse me, the month of February, our business usually takes a dip. I know that. So I can prepare for that, either do something that's going to offset it, or I just know that. And going into the next month, I push a little harder, but that's always my goal is to be able to like confidently walk in my business every single day and know what's going to happen and prepare myself as, as best as I can. Okay. hundred <laughs> percent. And if we were to sit down again in 12 months time, uh, and anything that could go right has gone right within your business. How, how does your business look? Oh, that's an awesome question. So let's see. I have a couple of big goals for next year. So um, I think definitely I'll have 
at least two government contracts. Um, so I'm doing a lot of client work right now. And it's, that's, that's the balance when you do stuff for other people. Sometimes it's hard to do it for yourself too. Um, but I would love to have um, two government contracts and um, I would like to have at least a hundred active clients um, in my coaching program. So, and I know a lot, a lot of people don't, they don't separate out coaching and consulting, but I do, I see them as different things. Um, and so that's what I would want. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And in getting where you are today within all three of the businesses, have you had any um, partnerships or collaborations that have been helpful to you? Um, so I don't, I've never had any partners, uh, like business partners, uh, but collaborations. Yes. Um, I collaborate with um, other entrepreneurs in my industry all the time. Um, especially when it comes to speaking and doing workshops and contributing to their community. I think, pretty much everything that I've done in the online space has really helped um, get my brand out there, um, who I am as a coach, a speaker, and an author. Um, and I'm very, you know, very, very grateful for that. So I, I would say collaboration has definitely been key for me. Okay, amazing. Amazing. And what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in general? In general, get a mentor as fast as you can. <laughs> Um, I think a lot of us, especially I'm a millennial and of course now we have like Gen Z coming up and all the other gen, the generations, but I think it's cool. They're quick to just say, I'm going to do everything myself. and I don't need it. And I'm just going to get on social media. There's a whole lot more to business than just getting on and posting on social media. Um, and I think the value of having a mentor at the beginning will save you so much time and just build your brand, help you build your brand better overall from the very beginning, rather than having to break it down a few times. And once you do decide to work with someone, like finally getting on the right track. So I think having a mentor from the beginning would be the, like one of the, one of the things I would definitely change. That's a great point. Um, you often see people just starting these businesses and they just create an Instagram page and they think that's, that's their business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're totally right on that. Um, and on that note, we are at the end of our recording. I just, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, if you have any, anything for them to take advantage of, or if they're just looking to follow your journey. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm on all the socials guys. <laughs> so you can uh, uh, follow me on Instagram at I underscore simply underscore she or Facebook at I simply she. I'm also on LinkedIn at Crystal Vernay. Um, to get some of my resources, the best way is to go to www.slayhardeveryday.co. Again, that's www.slayhardeveryday.co. Amazing. Well, thank you again for your time, Crystal. I've really appreciated it. Thank you.